You're listening to another Woodshop podcast, the okayest podcast of its type. Your hosts are Daniel Dunlap of Daniel Dunlap Woodworks and Peter Kapar of Petrie's Workshop. You can find them as well as the podcast on your favorite social media platforms. Welcome, welcome, welcome to episode 172 of another Woodshop podcast where this week we're joined by, dare I say, one of our own, a small-scale manufacturing king that does more work than Dan and I combined. He turned his CNC into a, into a money-making machine and spends most of his time showing others how to do the same. Hey, Dan, look up. What's that? It's Superman. It's a plane. Nope, it's a bird. Andy Bird is here. Hey. What's up, buddy? Yeah, I loved it. I love it. I've heard a lot of bird jokes in my life, so I love them. I, yeah. So I had to work it in there. I yeah. apologize. It's, no, it's, big fan, though. It's easy. I appreciate it. Speaking of big fans, Dan. Oh, yeah, I'm a huge fan of his Uncle Larry. <laughs> Is that about the oh no 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 patrons patron. patrons that was a patrons throw off yeah I got yeah, you we'll get it hey we didn't have any new patrons this week but uh, we still want to give a shout out to all our VIP patrons and they are as follows Victor Aragama Matthew Hoff of Matthews Woodworking Nick Brim Woodworking Matt Maynard of Patriotic Pines Steve Iodrola Bill Burkle of WTB Woodworking Malcolm over at Boston Nova Woodworks Justin at Calvary Customs Patrick Ginsel. Square Splinter, Michael Flickinger, Max and Mindy Coons of Stubby K Studio, and the Jacob Miller of a sweet yep. shop. That is a sexy Thank crowd. You, everybody. I love it. And speaking of uh, other people that support us, a huge shout out to our sponsor, Maker Camp, that we partnered up with this year. And you guys know we're huge Super fans of this. Maker Camp. It's one of our favorite events to go to all year. I honestly, it's. Uh, not that they're spon- like it's not does the sponsorship has nothing to do with it. It is my favorite. Dan, I think you'd agree. I think it's just because it's close to you, it, frankly. Honestly, yes, because we can drive there. In and the thing backyard. is, like it's outdoors, it's comfortable, it's loosey goosey, it's filled with hugs and hanging out and you know, doing fun things with tools. And then after you're done working with tools, maybe a couple of brewskis, maybe you know, some barbecue and whatnot. But it's genuinely one of the the most fun maker events. If you're looking to meet up with other makers that share your passion um, and you want to see other makers and other genres of making, like anything from leather making, sewing to welding, uh, blacksmithing, uh, there was uh, glass blowing, uh, flat, slap flattening, and there's a you know boring stuff like woodworking too. There's yeah. the, the stuff that we've all seen, but it's it's just super fun if you're if you're into crafting making. It's one of the best events you can go to, and uh, really hands on, really hands on. That's the thing. So you got different tiers of tickets. You can go with the uh, hey, I just want to go and look and see what's going on and kind of get to explore the stuff. You can get some freebies from some brands, but you can also get the silver pass, which we're giving away two of. Dan, we'll talk about that in a bit. Where you essentially, you can camp, you got a full pass for the entire weekend, you can stay from Thursday till Monday, and you can also be hands-on. So there's a lot of different activities, especially kind of coordinated together, where you can go to one tent, uh, do one part of a project, go to another tent, do another part of the project, and you really get to explore all of Maker Camp uh, all in one day, which is really super fun. We're going to be there, which is extra exciting. And uh, we're giving away two tickets, as I mentioned, Silver Passes, where you get to uh, stay for free if you want to camp or get an Airbnb. Travel is not included, uh, but the tickets are covered. So, Dan, if they wanted to win one of the two tickets, how can they enter? Well, first, let me start by saying, if you weren't aware, 
The Catskill Mountain Maker Camp is in upstate New York, in East Durham, New York. And it's during the fall. It's one of the most beautiful mm. times of the year in upstate New York. Let me tell you. That's one of my favorite things about Maker Camp. Dan makes is, me take the long route so we can go through like, the mountains I do. and I look at I fly in. I hang out at Pete's house. And I make him take the long way to America Camp because the, the scenery is just beautiful. So, it's at the Catskill Mountain Maker Camp uh, in uh, upstate New York. It's called the... Oh, my gosh. Oh, why am I, I blanking on it, too? <laughs> The Blackthorn, Blackthorn Resort. Resort. <laughs> my, my mind was professionals. So the Blackthorn Resort, it, it, it's a whole camping uh, complex. So with the tickets we're giving away, you get a camping spot. So if you want to bring up your RV, if you want to bring your tent, or just a sleeping bag to sleep, or on get the a room in a, or we'll an Airbnb, that's cool too. Or get an Airbnb, yeah. but you can't put the Airbnb on the camping spot. <laughs> so. Anyway, uh, yeah, the Blackthorn Resort, um, and we're giving away two silver tickets, like Pete said. And one of the ways you can get in on the action is to go to our IG account, Another Woodshop Podcast, and enter the giveaway we got over there. Look for the pinned reel that we have. I don't know if that reel is pinned, but it will it be by, will the, end be by the end of this spiel. <laughs> <laughs> Look for the pinned reel and uh, follow the directions. The other way you can enter is by joining us in the pre-show live which you have one more chance next week because we're giving away these tickets on the 21st. Uh, and I will give out a secret code phrase that you email to us at awpgiveaway at gmail.com. And there'll be another chance by the end of this show with a different code phrase that you send to that same email. So once again, Very we exciting. are super excited to be working with the uh, Maker Camp. It's one of our favorite events of the year. And uh, we hope to see you there. Yeah, we're stoked. Sweet. Now, speaking of being stoked, uh, Andy's here. And if you don't know who Andy is, clearly you don't own a CNC. Because uh, <laughs> if you've ever even like just typed in CNC in the internet, you get two names. You get Ben Myers, and I love that guy, but he's not on right now. And we get Andy. Because like, you you quite literally dominate like the search engine when it comes to like, how do I get into CNC? What does CNC? What is CNC? Uh, your name comes up quite a bit. Perfect. So, I've, I've done my job. I've done my SEO work. Yes. <laughs> I'm sure that was all by accident. So, Andy, give us the elevator pitch. Um, who are you? How'd you get into this? Um, why are you here? Yeah. So, who the hell do you think? Who, who am I? Uh, that's a great question. I'm nobody. Honestly, I'm nobody. Um, uh, 2018. I don't know. 2018 is kind of when it all started. Beginning of 2018. And, um, I know the story gets told a lot, but honestly, my day job wasn't going well. Um, and I, you know, you're given a reason to look for something else. So that's honestly what thrusted me into, uh, the, the maker scene and woodworking. And then soon after that, I discovered CNCs and I'm like, Ooh, I can make money with that thing. And so, uh, Backing up before that, I was raised in, in a family that owns a small business. And uh, so I've kind of always had that entrepreneurial eye. You know, I've always um, like, you know, thought like, oh, I can make money with that. How can I make money with that? I literally can't do anything. I'm not saying I'm good at it, but. You do uh, okay. I, I'm not bragging, but I literally can't do anything like without thinking like how. How can I turn this into into money? So, 
Uh, I don't know. I guess it's a bad product. It's not a terrible It's not quality. a bad one, but it, it can be addictive. But uh, So anyways, um, 2018, I started with a CNC with no experience. And I started with a Shapeoko XXL. Uh, Shapeoko 3 XXL. And, uh, that, and a bunch of broken bits. And a bunch of broken Amana bits. Um, <laughs> and uh, If you're going to break them, you want the best. <laughs> yeah, buy the most expensive ones. And just run them straight into your wasteboard and clamps, and that's. If you want to know why that is so funny, you got to listen to the pre-show. A- exactly. Yes. <laughs> Any CNC owner's done it like a dozen. Oh times. my goodness! Yeah, yeah. It's like initiation, right? Um, so fast forward, fast forwarding. Um, I did some traditional woodworking stuff, you know, kind of like where everybody starts. But uh, I really felt like I my, um, I. You know, I, I, there's so many people that do, I mean, we, we know it. I, so many people do cutting boards. So many people do all these other things. And it's like, okay, how can I be different, right? And so, I, I mean, I invested heavily, like, time into the CNC and really um, learned what, what the heck I was doing. I literally had, you know, no experience. I would say I came into this thing with business experience. Um, uh, but... Which is helpful. Which is very, very... Just something is, Dan and I didn't have. It's very, very helpful. <laughs> um, I don't have any experience in anything. <laughs> I don't know, Dan. I mean... I'm experiencing lack of experience. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, so, yeah. Fast forward. And uh, I think where I really started... Um, you know, I'm big, I'm, I, I big... I'm big into YouTube. Um, I'm approaching 100,000 follow 100,000... Um, subscribers on YouTube, Woo! which is crazy. Everybody go follow him. Uh, um, yeah, so that's a that's a huge. Accomplishment. It is, it is, you know, and it's so much, so long. You have your head down, and you're just like cranking out stuff. You guys know how this is, and then you look up one day and you're like, "Holy crap!" Like, okay, you know. Um, so I've been extremely fortunate there. Um, but yeah, I'm rambling. But I started posting to YouTube. I posted like DIY videos. That was my initial thought. Uh. So uh, probably everybody listening to this uh, uh, knows the name Bob from I Like to Make Stuff. He's he is one of the first videos that I saw. It was his cement and epoxy end table video. Um, and uh, so I started posting on YouTube and DIY videos. I did that for like a year. Really wasn't getting traction. I was really trying to find my voice. And then I started sharing what I was doing with CNC stuff. And that really resonated with people. And mm. the next thing you know, um, I pivoted hard into the CNC stuff and just kind of doubled down with, with what was resonating with people and um, and what, what I enjoyed doing. And the rest is history. I'm here. Uh, so I've been doing Andy Bird builds now for um, five years total little over five years or approaching six years, but um, it's been <clears throat> three and a half years full-time. Wow. I could have swore you went full-time a lot sooner than that. Yeah. Not well, sooner. Well, he was probably full-time like, with two jobs. far away like from today. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was more recent. So, uh, oh, yeah. so COVID, uh, the beginning of COVID, 2020, um, <clears throat> like, uh, so June 6th, 2020 was my last day at my day job. So that's awesome. Well, I'm glad everything's working and out. I, I mean, three years—that's nothing to 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 
shrug at. I mean, that's yeah, and I haven't looked back since. I mean, I I've worked more in the last three years than I have the as one does ever in my life. Um, <laughs> uh, I often question my sanity in uh, the amount of time I put in <laughs> into it. But uh, yeah, I'm extremely blessed and extremely fortunate to to be able to do what I do, and and I really enjoy it. Like I'm at a place where. I enjoy sharing. I enjoy helping people. Um, and, uh, I enjoy making things and like being at that, like at that crossroads is, is really cool. So. That's awesome. Yeah. I love it. Uh, well, speaking of something like, you know, the COVID and you going full time, all that stuff, uh, take us through some of the milestones that you've had, uh, or major leaps in your business. Like obviously going full time, that was big, but then like, Getting, I think at that point you already had two CNCs, right? So like, I just had one. Then, yep, you had one. Okay, so like, let's talk about like you know the major leaps, like going full time, getting second machine, uh, first big rush of orders where you thought this is crazy, I might not be able to keep up, and then getting an employee, moving into a new space, like uh, anything like that. Like, yeah, take us through some big leaps. Okay, um, so yeah, we can. So going full time, obviously, that was a big one, uh, and then. There's a, a few that stick out in my mind that are like crossroads, you know, like we're making big decisions on where to go next and what to do <clears throat> and what direction to go. Um, there's a couple that stick out in my mind. Um, uh, jumping in full time, um, tr- uh, transitioning from uh, just building like pocket hole furniture and cutting boards. And, you know, like those types of projects mm-hmm. to uh, uh, getting rid of uh, not focusing on those and focusing more on the CNC. Because there was at one time where I was doing both, kind of when the CNC stuff was getting up and going. Um, so jumping, leaning in like into man- small manufacturing uh, and then um, – then came the pivot on the YouTube channel, which was a really big – it was really, really hard for me and a really big deal. Probably a little scary as Super well. Super scary. <laughs> right. Like, you know, so there's this weird thing. Like, here's a side note, but I think this is really important. Um, niching down is really scary, right? Because you feel like it's counterintuitive. Like, you are limiting the amount of people that you're appealing to. Like, who would want to do that? Um, right. But – yeah, it's spooky. It is very spooky. But honestly, a lot of my success, um, I can attribute to niching down from, like, let's say, higher woodworking, like DIY projects, to CNC stuff. And then even further to CNC business stuff, how to make and sell stuff on your CNC. Um, those have benefited me very well. So th- those stick out to my mind. But they're really hard to like, man, I know I'm going to lose. I'm going to lose some people that follow me for this stuff. Like, You're gonna gain way right. more, but what you gain? But it, it get, what you, what you? Yeah, it gets you laser focused on the people that CNC are focused. really truly. What you gain is you, you know. gain, um, you gain more passionate followers. Yes, yeah. um, and that's and that's uh, that's been really good. So uh, it's kind of the quote. Uh, you know, I would rather have. And I don't know. A lot of people have said this. This isn't my quote, but paraphrasing here you know you'd rather abraham lincoln let's go with it let's go with it the internet (laughs) (laughs) abraham lincoln in 2008 said uh i would rather have uh, a thousand uh super fans than a hundred thousand passive fans 
oh, I feel that I feel that man. I remember when he said that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was there. You were there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Was was at the rally. Um I want to ask you about when you went full time. Mm-hmm. Was did you have any sort of like plan? Did you did you have an idea of what you wanted to do or did you just reach a point in your day job, I assume that's where you were at back then before mm-hmm. you went full time, where you're like that's it, I'm done and you rage quit because I have these rage mm-hmm. quit like fantasies. Dan has like wet dreams about anymore. quitting jobs. I'm surprised he hasn't quit the pod yet. <laughs> <laughs> One of these days. You keep pushing. Well, great. Now I just put it on the on the table. No, did you did you have a plan? Did what what did that look like? Yeah. So um so in 2018, uh like between 2018 when I started, like January 2018 to um March April spring of 2020 when mm-hmm. I when I quit um it was kind of I was I was preparing for that moment but I will tell you that I I did rage quit and it was over covid stuff yes um it wasn't like I I wish it was more dramatic but you didn't throw your time card at your boss I didn't, or anything I like didn't that? but um it was uh it was like this is I'm done here like I I'm not coming to work here anymore <clears throat> And I planned on working longer uh, at my day job. Bef- uh, I was planning on quitting eventually, but I wasn't planning on quitting when I did. Um, I gave him a two weeks notice, but that was it. <laughs> uh, that was generous. That was generous. Hand relate. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, um, mm-hmm. but I, I, I think this is uh, for me. This something that was really important was preparing not only growing the business and getting some reliable business right. Um, that's where I think you guys have heard me talk about wholesale stuff, like wholesale contracts and selling wholesale. So I had two of those in place and, uh, but the other thing I did, so those were key, but the other thing that my wife and I did is we planned financially for that moment. So I had to sell my truck. Oh, that hurt. That hurt. Uh, I had to sell my, my nice truck and, um, get a truck that is 10 years older. So, uh, which is fine, but we didn't, I didn't have a payment. Um, so we had no, yeah, nice. we had no car payments. Um, we tried to pay off debt and really like get ourselves in a financial position where, um, <clears throat> we could make less money. If that makes sense. Uh, yes. Makes perfect. And so we stripped down for a little while knowing that, like I knowing that that was going to be that's a necessary step if I wanted to go full time, right? So because as as a uh, self employed business, you don't have a guaranteed paycheck anymore. So you know you're it's it's a risk, yep. and you're you're cushioning that risk a little bit by getting rid of some of the quote unquote burdens on your <clears throat> financial. Well-being. Yeah, and got rid yeah. of. I mean. I like a, ni- a nice truck just like anybody else. This is just an example. But getting rid of those those things that you don't quote unquote need. Um, and, you know, we just were more efficient. Like, okay, I can drive a 10, a 10 year old, a 2007 F-150 for a couple years and I'll just, I'll just do it. It's not my dream, but I'll do it. <laughs> so, and hopefully I take one step back. So then I can eventually take two steps forward, right? So right on. Yeah. Right on. I love it. 
I love it. That's I find that very relatable because we were we're fighting that whole debt journey. We're like, oh, let's just get out of debt. Let's just like don't want payments. Yeah, and we bought a house, which is like the biggest payment. But that's our only payment. My wife is fighting that journey too, but yeah. I keep coming home with new trucks. And stuff, so. <laughs> Dan, Dan has a trail boss addiction. I mean, if you got an extra trail boss laying around, just send it my way. Uh, <laughs> I actually do. I could, well, it's about this. Yeah, but big. he wants you to buy it, and then like he gets a new one. That's, yeah, right, right, right. It's all it's all Ponzi uh, scheme. Oh, Dan. Dan, I got an idea. You want a laser? I've got three. Yeah. You've got three trail bosses. You, we'll trade <laughs> straight up. We'll talk. Okay, guys. We'll talk. Good. Jeez. Um, <laughs> well, let's. So, all right, let's talk about YouTube a little bit. So, like, you got into YouTube. That started blowing up, uh, and like. Obviously, I want to hear about like how you kind of revamped it, but you've done a lot of videos out there, and I, I'm kind of curious, like what you know, volume is king in a lot of these cases, and how, like what's your what's your filming slash editing process? Like, do you enjoy it? Do you hate it? Is it something like every day, like or you, you shoot a, a little bit? Are you on a schedule? Do you shoot a little bit? Throw it into a timeline right away, or you shoot the whole video? Do you do any kind of uh, like written out like plan of attack? Like, I right, I want to film these things. Like what's, what's your process yeah. for getting these videos out so efficiently? Um, because Dan and I struggle with it yeah, immensely. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I haven't put out a video in like a year, so yeah. I'm struggling. So this, uh, this is always like, it may look efficient and, um, it's consistent. I will tell you that, but I don't know if it's efficient. <laughs> um, it's consistent chaos. So it's always been a struggle uh, when you're trying to make physical products and crank out a video every week. It's in a lot of ways, that's two full-time jobs and uh, it's very hard to juggle. And so I um, committed to in um, uh, basically when I started going full, when I went full-time, I said, I'm going to commit to one YouTube video a week, like every week I'm going to post that's aggressive. I'm going to, I know, but um i if you if any if no one knows this about me i have very very ambitious goals and i rarely rarely achieve my goals rarely and you can ask my wife i get so angry at myself that i set this unrealistic goal but i get angry that i didn't reach it and she's like that was you're never gonna reach it that's totally unrealistic um so but I feel like maybe we had this conversation. Thanks for the support. Yeah, man. we had <laughs> we had this this conversation <laughs> the other night about well, maybe I get further because I I put that bar up there, and even if I get right here, I'm still further. You know if that makes sense. Um, I get it. So, uh, yeah. So we miss somebody. <laughs> oh, he. <laughs> We weren't supposed to talk about that. Oh, my right. bad. You're going to have to cut this. <laughs> no, I'm not going to cut it. I'm going to leave this in. I just looked up and I was so, like, where's where's Pete? Uh, he, I think Pete. Pooping with Pete. All um, right. He wanted to hear this. So let oh, me, let me, I'll tell you my process. Um, so I'm sorry. I have to step away for a second. You're good. You're good. You're good. I called you out. Everybody knows now. Um, okay. <laughs> uh, so uh, one video a week. I've made a hundred... I'm north of 150 YouTube videos now. Whoa. Um, Yikes. And. 150, 52 weeks a year. You're, you're Yeah, okay. I'm pretty much track. pretty much one a week. I've, I've missed a couple weeks here and there. Um, 
But, and honestly, I think that's where uh, I decided to put my effort and where I've seen the most growth. Um, and uh, just being consistent, I was horrible. If Okay, and I want everybody, you can laugh at me, that's fine. Go back and watch my first YouTube video. This is a great exercise. Go back and watch my first YouTube video. And you're going to be like, is this a ploy to get no, views? No, it's not. Better, I, I don't even care. Better be feet in it. <laughs> you're going to get six of views. <laughs> don't, don't, I, I don't even. Can you watch a video without getting views? I don't. But if you could do that, go do that. Oh, it's not even have a thumbnail. Gross. Uh, and it's it's horrible. But I decided, like, I have to start messy. And I don't care what people think. I'm going to put my head down and I'm going to get better every week. And I did. And that's that's how I, I – literally, I did it the hard way. Like, I, yeah, I just did it the hard By way. By the way, I'm skimming through it and it's better than half the videos on YouTube. I, <laughs> I think, and I could be wrong. So we had uh, Jimmy Duresta on some time ago. And I believe that he said something to the same effect that, you know, you, you just got to <clears throat> post videos. Whether they're crap or not, you just got to start. Yeah. And then you'll grow from there. And I think that's a very – that's big because no if, if you're not present in the space, you're not going to succeed. Yep. Like people, I, people, I overthink the whole like how I'm going to be seen to the point of I'm not present, mm-hmm. you know? So, oh, I, I get that. I mean, you're, Dan's right. The consistency, 150 plus videos in three years. Yeah. I think the, the channel says 190, but there's a bunch of shorts in there. So, um, those count. So yeah, I'm almost at 200 uploads. Wow. So, uh, speaking of YouTube. But we'll go, hey, can I go back real quick? One more note. Yeah, go okay. ahead. Go ahead. Um, so, my routine now is is um, I do script, um, like not word for word, but I I have a, uh, a, a template. A that, shot list? No, I do not have a shot list. Oh, um, no. Okay. I don't. I have a template where it's basically outlining the flow of the video, um, and it starts – in it's all it's laid out in a certain order so it's title and thumbnail at the top and then it's my hook and then it's you know the meat of my content and then it's um the conclusion basically or second hook right um and so i think about the video in that way how someone's going to consume it they're going to see the thumbnail first and then they're going to read the title and then they're going to um hopefully click on the video and they're going to judge whether they're going to watch the rest of that video um, based on the first, you know, 15 seconds. So, um, True. so that's how, that's my flow. Um, so I film, if it's talking head, I film it, my film it myself. Um, up until a year ago, I edited every, everything myself. Now I have an editor um, who cool. is, who is local, um, which is really, really nice. And if I'm filming a project video, he'll come over and help me shoot it. Um, just because it's 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 just that much better to have when you're actually, you know, rather than having it on a tripod. Um, yes. Yeah. Um, Dan had one of those guys. I had one for a short period of time, and it was yeah. Uh, but I will say that I mean, so another I, I'm rambling here, but I like to talk about these things. So cut me off if if you're good. No, okay. you're good. This is a this podcast. Is okay, sweet, man. sweet, sweet, sweet. Talk. To so you. the first thirty videos I shot on my Samsung S10. And like, I didn't have, uh, I didn't have an external mic. I didn't have anything like that. I could have done that better, (laughs) Uh, but that was my first 30 videos were on my phone. 
And then, and I edited them all myself, obviously. And then I bought a camera and I still have that camera today, um, which is a $600 camera. This is uh, a Sony a6100. Nice. Nice little it camera. Is. It is. Um, now. Interchangeable lenses. Inter- interchangeable lenses, which is really nice. Now, the lens that's on there costs more than the camera um, <laughs> since then. Um, but I, so I've shot every video since then on that. And then, like I said, I edited everything up until about a year ago. And so, um, so that's my workflow. Uh, kind of, I, I shoot on Thursday or I script on Thursday, shoot it on Friday, send it to the editor. He gets it to me, uh, Monday by five, by the end of the day. And then we do review, like review process on if there's any changes. We usually... Um, we'll usually do two or three like versions, uh, like just with like refining it, he'll get me version one and then we'll, we'll talk about it and then he'll edit it and do version two. Um, sometimes we use version two, sometimes we'll even go to version three. So on, um, Wednesday I upload for, for, uh, Thursday, I release Thursday mornings at 8am. So. That's Word. man. That's so consistent. I love that schedule too. Because uh, you're working and it's, uh, it's very regimented. It's not like oh, on Saturday or on Sunday. Like no, Thursday, Friday, like work work week. You still keep your weekends because yep. we all know that this can get away from us. Well, and it. I mean, honestly, sometimes I bleed into Saturday, but uh, yeah, yeah, but yeah, but you're trying to stick. It's not your schedule is not the weekend. Correct. It's yeah, before the weekend. Yep. So my question now is. Are you focusing more these days on YouTube and less products, more content creation and teaching other people and stuff like that? Because uh, as we talked about in the pre-show, I believe you have a CNC group mm-hmm. now, right? So is, is are you transitioning away from products and into things like that, teaching and content creation and stuff like that? Yeah. So this year um, I've headed – so. Those two have always been like tied together, right? Um, I feel like I needed to do both. Um, And the reason I needed to do both is uh, like it's what I felt like I had to do to pay the bills and what I like to do. Um, You know, content creation didn't pay the bills right away. I mean, I worked for free for two years, (laughs) you know. And, um, but I, it's, it's what I like to do. It's, I like to share. Um, and so, uh, and I saw, and I see the upside with the content creation, right? Like I see the opportunities and, um, like the, the business built around content creation. Um, and I like that. That's it. That excites me. Um, I'm a curious person. I like to figure, I like, I'm I'm easily distracted, so I'm always kind of focusing on the next thing. I'm not a person that can just stand in the basement and just make cutting boards for the next right. ten just years like of my life. Like I can't I can't do that. That's not me. Um, it's not creative. Yeah, it's not fulfilling. It's not challenging uh, t- to me. Yeah. So to some people, that's completely fine. But to me, I'm not really interested in that. Uh, didn't that didn't excite me to get out of bed in the morning? Let's put it that way. <clears throat> yeah. Um. And so, uh, the way we have it set up now is 
we, and I say we, cause my wife actually helps me with the product side. Um, she is, my wife's a, uh, uh, a math teacher, a high school math teacher. So she has summers and stuff, um, off and breaks and all, you know, obviously, um, so she helps me with the the product side. It's kind of a joint. It's become a joint venture, and I don't. This is the first year I did not sell a physical item or do a custom order commission um, until August of this year. Wow! Whoa! Yeah. I didn't sell January, February, March, all the way through until August. Were you doing production work in there? Like, like like CNC um, stuff, like uh like bulk orders, wholesale stuff like that. Um, I had one client uh still, but it wasn't it wasn't anything crazy. Like so, it was pretty much almost all yeah content. So, yeah, so this year I really pivoted to, wow. and this is the first year I pivoted to. Okay, if I'm going to keep doing this content stuff, if I'm going to keep paying a video editor, if I'm going to keep putting, you know. Uh, 20 hours of my time a week into it. Like I've got to build a business around this. And so that's where you see uh, the community <clears throat> and you see the bits and you see the course. Um, yeah. And so, and talk more about that if you could, the community and the bits. Yeah. So the, yeah, let's get into that whole thing. Yeah. So the community. So other incomes you could say. Yeah. Other income streams, right? Yes. Um. So. I, uh, there's a YouTube video in January where I kind of announced this. It's like a channel update. And I kind of announced to the channel, like I was pivoting from, um, uh, uh, I was making this pivot, right? Um, it's something that I wanted to do. I knew everybody wouldn't receive it well because, you know, there's a lot of people out there. They're just like, I just want to mm-hmm. see you make YouTube videos. I don't want you, I don't want to buy anything from you. And that's fine. Yep. Um, but in order to you in, in, on the on the opposite side, it's like, well, I have to justify to keep making these YouTube videos, you know, uh, and the time. Like, it just has to be a justification. So, uh, yeah, when you're talking about that much time spent into something, yeah, like if I was you, making, you have to, justify. like, if I was making ten YouTube videos a year. Like that's fine. Like I, or if they <clears> took <throat> you five minutes a week. Yeah, like, but if I'm spending, um, you know, if I'm spending twenty hours of my time on a YouTube video and I'm paying someone, uh, two or three hundred dollars to edit a video, uh, like there's <laughs> like I, I, I'm not running a charity. Like I love you guys. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, uh, so so yeah, I had to I had to build a business around it, and so. Um, in January, though, I, I made an announcement to to my my channel, and I said, "Hey, something that I'm passionate about, something that I want to do. Um, like, I'm not looking to just extract value like from you guys. That's not the point. The point here is is I want to deliver an enormous amount of value, which I think I've done. Um, basically, with free content, and for the people that are interested, I'm going to build tools." That can help you on your in your CNC journey. So um, every tool that I built is all about getting people started um, in CNC and helping them make more money with their CNCs. Like if you go to andybirdbuilds.com, you'll see big bold letters that says, I help people make money with CNC. Yep. Um that's fantastic. And so that's that's uh there was there was some, you know, uh, pushback from that. Like 
well, we just want you to make CNC videos about projects and like, and I get that. That's, that's, there's nothing wrong with that. Um, and I still, I still mix that in too. Like, it's not like an all or nothing thing. Right. Um, so yeah, so the community, there's currently 45 members in it. Um, it's called the CNC inner circle. It's a paid exclusive community, um, hosted on discord. Uh, so you sign up, you get an invite link and then we have a monthly, um, uh, uh, live stream, like Google hangout, um, where we all just hang out and chat about CNC stuff for two and a half hours. Um, it's usually a marathon thing. Like we're just hanging out with each other. We had one of those too. Yeah. (laughs) Like two hours plus. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, uh, so that's really good. And there's a lot of perks and bonuses in there. Um, there's a lot of extra content. Like it's there. Uh, I post weekly, like unfiltered videos. Uh, so like I literally just pull up my phone and I, it's called, Ooh, the director's. Yeah. It's just called like Andy. (laughs) It's called like Andy's thoughts. I know really creative name. But <laughs> and it's just something that's on my should've, mind. Should have called it like bird brain. Oh, geez. Oh. <laughs> I I'm gonna use that. I, I'm gonna use all right, that. All right. Yeah. So I do have bird bites. Ooh. Um, it's Ooh. Uh, every month. It's e- uh, email list marketing. Um, I send out a bird bite, and it's like a a power tip. Um, but yeah. So. Um, so, anyways, yeah, the community is a great place. We have some a really good community in there, and. Uh, people are like, well, why are you charging? It's $27 a month. Um, and it's a dollar or less than a dollar a day. And it like, you can, it, it's a, it's a filter to people that are actually serious. Um, yep. and right. obviously it pays, it helps, it supports me as well. <coughs> Excuse me. And, uh, so yeah, it's great. Um, next. Andy- and it provides a value. You're providing a value to it. So that's. Yeah, it's not like you yeah. don't. And if anybody's interested yeah. in all that, we will have Andy's links in the show notes. Sweet. The site is linked. Yep, check it out. Sweet. So the next thing is the bits, right? That's uh, another avenue. Yeah. So the next thing was bits. Um, I part. Let's just say I, I partnered with Whiteside Bits. They're a bit manufacturer. A lot of people we talked about this in the in the in the pre-show, mm-hmm. um, but they don't sell direct to consumer. So I partnered with them, uh, and I put together my favorite bit set. Uh, there's three bits in there, all bits that I use and have used for years. Um, and it's a very versatile bit, downcut bit, very versatile bit set. Uh, downcut bit, a 60 degree V groove bit, 60 degree, Pete, not not 90. I, I get it, 60, 60 okay. <laughs> Jeez. And, I'm, uh, a, I'm a 90 and 30 girl, okay? <laughs> Jeez. We know, and uh, and a bowling tray bit. Those are my three uh, three things. And then you buy the you buy the bits, and you get uh, ten files that you ten projects. Um, if you use Carbide Create or Vectric, it has the tool paths in there already done for you as well. Um, with those with those three um, those three bits. So moving quickly uh, to my course is another thing. Um, so I wrote a course and filmed it last year. Took me six months to release it because I was nervous and um, I don't know. Well, that's no small project. Uh, so yeah, yeah, that's not an easy thing. Makes sense. But it was it's it's the whole like man. I really struggled with the whole like making a course and selling an online course. Because like, I always thought like like who does that? You know, like those things. Oh, that's something for Steve Ramsey. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, honestly, I kind of thought that like 
who who am I? Like, um, but I did, and and uh, I got, uh, I actually released like the uh, beta version to the inner circle first, and uh, oh, cool, yeah, yeah, and but I got uh, some fantastic feedback and made great, yeah, made some. They got to they got to go to go through the course for free, and then um, I got feedback and. Yeah, so it's out there now. So it was win-win for both mm-hmm. both of, both groups. Yeah, yeah, it's been really good. So uh, we launched the course in May or June, and we've sold um, two hundred, almost two hundred copies. Wow! Ooh, yep. nice. Very, Very cool. Good. Yep. Nice man. So at a dollar a course, I mean that's too. I know. Like I, my, <laughs> you know, my, I, my wife can get new shoes now. So. <laughs> no, I don't. I don't know what any you charges. You don't see CNC shoes. Don't test me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's all. It's it's really great because uh, I know, like several years ago, we were all in like a group mm-hmm. chat together, right? And it's so fun to see how far along you've come mm. since then. It's been so long. It's been such a great journey to watch. Isn't it crazy how long ago? Like, I know we all like we don't see each other every day or. Or we see each other yeah. once a year, right? Or like I, Instagram chooses to yeah, right. feed us exactly. each other's content. But I think it is really – You usually go to WorkbenchCon, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I see you at yeah. WorkbenchCon. Um, yeah, so we've met. But it's really cool to like meet strangers on the internet f- literally five years ago and uh-huh. and still be able to come back and talk and, and see how far right. – like, you know, like – Yeah, it's, it's, it's cool. Pretty, it's pretty yeah. great. So, uh, so what do you say, PD? You want to go into questions, or well, we've been asking you got anything questions. else. I, I didn't know if you were done. No, well, uh, one of my questions was more just about like the shipping and products mm-hmm. and packaging, consumables, uh, yes. that type of stuff. This is a big one. If you can go into like think back to a year ago when you were still doing this mm-hmm. full time, but like uh, very quickly, just take us through like your like the stuff that you were consuming constantly, your consumables. Whether it was boxes, packaging, what was your packaging like? Uh, how was shipping for you? Because you were doing, uh, you know, you were doing the one-offs, but then you were doing a lot of wholesale orders. So yeah. Like, what did that look like for you as far as like supplies yeah. to keep that going? Yeah. Um, that's a great question. Uh, real quick. So I, I got sidetracked. So I haven't sold anything this year yet, but August to the end of the year is really where we ramp up. Like the CNC yeah. is running and the, the laser's running. Season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we still do make and sell. It's just not all year. It's like the last five months of the year. So, um, uh, yeah. So we, uh, the shipping, it's it's kind of evolved, right? Um, through different through different ways. Um, but I will say I've used Pirate Ship for a long time. Do you guys know Pirate Ship? Okay, I've heard of it. Yeah, that. perfect. I've heard of it. <laughs> Uh, there's other ones out there, Shippo, ShipStation, those all ship nerd, ship, nerd, ship turd, ship whatever. Uh, <laughs> ship oh, watch your mouth! It's all out there. Um, no, it's a JC Penny commercial. Remember that? I ship my pants. They say it's <laughs> one of the yep, greatest commercials yep. of all time. <laughs> I I ship my bed. So, anyways, um, this this whole episode is a ship show. This is a ship show. Um, yeah so i like pirate ship because it's simple it integrates a lot it integrates with etsy it integrates with shopify integrates with squarespace 
So literally, I pull every order from anything to Pirate Ship, and um, and that's where we buy our postage through. Right on. Uh, and then as far as like boxes and uh, uh, so my first wholesale deal ever, kind of what got it started was I shipped these trays. These like, do you guys remember the soap dispenser trays I made? Mm-hmm. Like, yes. Like the simplest things, and literally it was just to sit two bottles of like hand sanitizer or whatever. And this is in the middle of COVID, so they were popular, I guess. Um, <laughs> I shipped those to Seattle, Washington, from Kentucky, and we designed the whole deal around how many would fit in a flat rate box, like a flat rate USPS box. So she would order in 21 uh, set quantities. And like, so she, because that's how many would fit. So she would order 21, 42, 63, 84, whatever the. It's an odd number, but hey, if it works, it works. Because, yeah. Because that's that's how we designed that whole thing around shipping. Flat rate boxes for wooden, like CNC projects are great because it's all just bulk. Yep. And it would cost you double to ship regular. Yep, yep. So <laughs> that's how we did that one. Um, another one uh, we sold wholesale to Harp Design Co. Um, and they're in Waco, Texas. And they Clint Harp. Clint Harp. Yep. 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 From uh, uh, um, Magnolia Farms. Those. Uh, I don't know if Dan watches that network. So, so Clint yeah. Harp was on HGTV with Chip and Joanna. Chip and Joanna Games. He was uh, there. Um, they're woodworker. So when Joanna needed a, like a kitchen table, he would build it for her. Well, he had a small okay. shop um, there in Waco where he kind of, he got, you know, obviously he, and he still has like, he has shows, but he was got really popular. So there was a lot of tourists. So then he had like a storefront and, um, and the woodworking stuff in the back. But they actually uh, closed their doors January 1 this year. Really? Yep. Yep. To, to the actual store. So they're working on other projects now. Um, so that shipping went, um, UPS and they paid for shipping and it was literally like the orders were always different. Um, honestly, they weren't the easiest to work with and, um, it was, it was just chaotic and you dealt with a different person every time. And anyways, um, so that one was like, okay, they ordered all this stuff, find a box that fits. (laughs) Um, so that's kind of what we did there. But um, so does that answer your question? Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, yeah, I guess, yeah. Packaging, consumable shipping. I mean, because we yeah, we get asked that a lot, especially with Dan and I doing all the, all the shipping that we're doing. Yeah. Um, it's good to know what everyone's <clears throat> processes is. And knowing that you, with the volume you did, you're still relying on the same stuff we're using. Yeah. It, it, it's a nice little like, okay, we're we're not doing that yeah. many things wrong. <laughs> One thing I will say, if you take care of your ma- your your mailman, and you can actually you can actually schedule pickups too. I don't know if you guys are doing that, but um, no, oh, I go to see Dolores. Perfect. I, we day. have an excellent her. mailwoman. We are super fortunate to have her, and so our process mm-hmm. is we set them on the front porch, and we have a little. It's actually up on the thing. We have a little note card. It says packages on porch, exclamation point, smiley face. Um, and we put our flag up on our mailbox. 
And so our mail lady actually picks our packages up every day. That's smart. I really like that. On the porch. She walks up to the house and, uh, sorry, I got excited, but she gets, she walks up to the house and then, and we never have to go to the post office. I mean, I'm friendly with my mail person, (laughs) but. I don't think they're nice enough to come up on my porch. <laughs> and I, I've, I've had my I'm mail lady sure like – so we, we live in a very small town where like we have one post office worker that is at the, the office. They close for lunch because she has to eat. You know, like mm-hmm. – so it's Dolores and it's this adorable old lady mm-hmm. and she's actually – she's been she in my house. Can, she's confirm. been here before. Dan's met her. Like it's it, – like su- super small town vibes. but. Yeah. And we're, we know our guy that picks up usually his name is Mike, uh, but he just like, he, I don't do pickups here. I, I kind of enjoy going to the post office and I'm mm. not doing enough volume right now where like, oh, I can't go to the post office five minutes away. You know, I don't have a Dolores, but I still enjoy going to the yeah. post office. Well, it's so I, nice to get out of the house. Cause like when you work from home too. That's exactly too, why I like to get out of the house. Sometimes it's nice. Cause yes. you're like, oh, I haven't left the house in four days. Yeah. I should yeah. go outside. A hundred percent. Oh God. What does that smell with <laughs> me? me. Yeah. The post office. yeah. When you work, live and like sleep and you only like 20 feet you travel, that's like the most you travel. And most of it's just like yeah. just vertically upstairs. It's like, yeah, I got to get <laughs> yeah. out of this place. Yep. And that is exactly why I still drive. The so, yeah. So we're, we're very fortunate and we, we, we give her gift cards. <laughs> I don't know. If this is, are you supposed to bribe your, your oh, mail lady? We, we no, you can. We, well, we gift her stuff. We get, bring her stuff all the time. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, we, we, we slip a, we slip a, a gift card in there once in a while and say thank you. Cause she really is helping us when there's a substitute like mail driver, they don't pick it up. <laughs> oh, jerk. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, come on. Like, and I'm like, ah, oh, she wasn't working today. So. Oh, bummer. Well, uh, okay, so you know, we're gonna skip what's on the bench. We're just me and Dan, it's the same things. Literally, we've been working on the same stuff. But let's get more into questions now. So uh we have one voicemail and we have a couple written in questions, and Dan, pick the best ones. We'll just kind of go through them because we're we're already approaching an let's hour. Let's play Tomas question. Let's play Tomas first. first. But before we do that, we have to play this. Go, Black Betty, Ramble Lamb. That's our question. Theme I love song. It. I don't know why it's Dan singing this iconic song. Um, but let's play this voicemail from Tomas. So Tomas, Tomas was very nice. He recorded a voicemail last week, as he does every week, uh, and then he got lost in a shop. He's just kind of been doing stuff in the shop, got got busy, and then was like, "Oh snap!" Uh, or but this is all in French. He forgot to. Hit I the forgot send to send. You know, but imagine that in French. So he he called him with two voicemails. <laughs> <laughs> so here is Tomas with a question. For us, and then one for us plus Behidi. Hey guys, the following question is the one that I re- recorded last week, but that I forgot to send, so sorry. Another one French. Hey guys, I'd like to congratulate Dan on his new title, Dan, King of the Inserts, Destroyer of the Planer. Alright, first question. How is your video going, Pete? Rude! And about tonight's que- subject, do you guys list on Etsy the things you make for Christmas fair and stuff? If you go to those, and also how many items do you redo from last season? Or maybe you only try new things each year? Bye! Wait, so before we continue with the rest of the question, let's actually split it up because it's two very okay. separate, separate <laughs> conversations. So I'm going to kick this one off with uh, 
Um, you asked me, how's my video coming along? None of your business. It's rude. Thank you for being an accountability buddy. Uh, we always ask for people to hold us accountable. I appreciate you, Tomah. Um, I'm working on it. I'm really sorry. It's not out yet. Um, as far as the, uh, so he asked about, what was the question about Etsy? Yeah. Or do you, the, the things that you make that you take to fairs and whatnot. Oh yes. Do you list them? So yes and no. And yes, I just like, I try to list it, but if I always look at it from like, through my like Andy bird eyes, I'm like, can I make money with this? Like, is this feasible to keep? cranking out over and over again or is this two hours of labor per item and it's not worth it like so i do always try to like can i make money with this uh and sometimes like for a fair it's fun because like when i do an event i'm like ah it's like my free time i can kind of get away with some like time here or there but if i'm doing this where i have to stop something that i'm doing that week and make one of that product is it gonna make sense for me to make it so it's a yes and no to mods. It's like if, if it's something I can do in bulk and ship out or in bulk and then keep inventory of that isn't going to inconvenience me a lot, I will. But if it's something that takes up too much time and space, I will not list it for online use uh, or online purchases. As far as um, oh, second part of the question was, oh, if I do stuff from year to year. Yes. Anything that makes it online, I just keep going throughout the year because uh, especially like with I'd say like I've sold Christmas tree things in March. People sometimes just right. like get ahead of it. Or some people are like, oh, we never sent them a Christmas gift. Let's do something nice. And then they'll like throw an ornament. In there. And with Etsy, there's no harm in keeping that listing yeah. up. It's eh, 20, well, it's 20 cents, cents to relist you know, it. Whatever. That's not the end of the What's world. What's that? Yeah, exactly. Um, it does add up if you have a lot of stuff. So sometimes people will turn off things seasonally. If it expires, you just turn it off. But I try to keep things. It, it's not a replace each year or something else. We're not Macy's we add products to it. The only things that might get removed is things that are like, I'm making a dollar 50 on this thing. Is it worth it? No, it's out. I might still make it's it for shows. you can reevaluate yeah, and see exactly. where you're Yeah, That's at. why when we talked about this last week about uh, take notes and evaluate your, your year and then keep those notes in the bin of stuff from holidays or whatever. And then next year when you open up that bin, you go, oh, I should, oh, I'm not supposed to be making these. Okay, I'm not going to make any of these because they don't make money. Or they cost me too much time, and I forgot about that. So uh, it's something to think about. Dan, what do you what do you think? I absolutely one hundred percent will list everything that I take to a fair on Etsy if it didn't sell at said fair. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, I won't list it until after I've gone to the fair, uh, or you know whatever, or festival. Um, but when I list it on Etsy, you know, I just I'll mark it as a one off thing. I only have one. You buy the one, and it's out. Unless it's something that I can re remake over and over and over uh then i'll mark it as you know maybe i got 25 because i can just make one on the fly but yeah i absolutely make those and, and as far as relisting things i mean like i just said if it's if it's not broke don't fix it i mean if it's selling i'm absolutely going to keep keep offering them and uh and i don't see any harm in taking listings down just because they haven't been selling I mean, you never know when a listing is going to go off on Etsy. Yeah. yeah. Uh, case in point, I make, I'm reaching back and grabbing, I make these little bottle openers. I'm sure every woodworker nice does. One. It's pretty. And I've had them listed in my Etsy store for over a year. And just this past week, they've kind of popped off. And I've sold, what did I tell you, Pete? Six? Yeah. Seven? Yeah. Really? In the past week? 
And so it's wild to me. So I don't see all it takes is one ad push from Etsy because it's all up in yeah. here. That's see, that's you know, a, and then there's, it's a small product. It's I charge like twenty five bucks. But Dan, perfect example but, of know. like the people will buy it if it's in front of them. They just the the fact yeah, of the matter exactly. is how do you get in front of these people? Because there's you could sell a hundred thousand of those and you're touching percents of a percent of people on this planet. So exactly. there's always money to be made. There's always money in the bank. Exactly. Uh, and uh, Andy, what about you? Yeah. So, are, are you still selling? Mm-hmm. You're still making some products, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, like I said, the last five months of the year, we we actually we turn it up and crank everything like for the holidays, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're listing on Etsy. We're listing Kwanzaa. Kwanzaa. We're listing on. Um, uh, we're listing on Kwanzaa. Is that like a thing? <laughs> no, that's no, a holiday. No, I know, but I said listing on Kwanzaa. <laughs> like maybe I, I'm a little maybe late. on the yeah, day. My brain. I list works all my products on lag. due date. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so uh, and then we have five um, uh, craft fairs, craft markets uh, between now and the end of the year. So, yeah. yep, right on. I usually do one holiday fair around November. It's just one big yeah. one. Yeah. yeah, we have five. Those are always good. They to do. Into. We have five big ones, um, and uh, that we we've done. Two of them are new. Three of them um, we've done before and did really well at. So yeah, yeah, right on. Uh, but uh, oh, do I list quickly. them on Etsy? Um, if I don't, if I take them to the fair, yes and no. I'm I the same as Pete. Like, um. If I feel it needs like to make financial and time sense. Yep, exactly. Yep. Yeah. No, I get that. There you go. I'm trying to be really selfish with it because my old brain of like, well, it's my time. It's just free time. Whatever. Like, no, like you got to start thinking of it yeah. like a job, bud. Your time is your most valuable. It's the only thing you can't create more of. Exactly. Yeah. All right. So let me ask you this. Let me let me throw yeah. a little wrench into your theory here. If you don't sell it on Etsy, what do you plan on doing with it? Taking it to other fairs? Hopefully sell it there, or, or what's your plan? I think it's more of just like, are you going to make more of them next year? Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, okay, if yeah, I sure. if I have a product, I it's being listed until I sell it all, or until I give it all away. Because I love, like, all these smaller things, like craft fair items, tend to be things that I can, like, very easily give away if need be. But, hey, that's another thing. Like, if I don't sell them at craft fair, sometimes I give them as Christmas gifts. Yeah, they're Christmas gifts. <laughs> Your that's family's thing. like, oh, <laughs> enjoy this pumpkin lantern for Christmas. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> nailed it. Thanks. <laughs> but listen, no, that's why I have I have tw- twice a year, roughly. It's like a year and three quarters, whatever. Uh, every year or so, I have a cutting board season. I just make every piece of scrap that I've got. I'm just glued all the up and just throwing it through the planer and making cutting boards and there's nothing better than being like oh we have a wedding next week like oh let me just grab a cutting board that's finished <laughs> right just pull the listing off of etsy i've done let's that. just that's get nice. it it's really nice to just be able to give really you nice put it up there and people are like high-end ah, gifts yeah, you know that. yeah yeah uh, like so that's that's always nice to give a gift like that <laughs> now i have a cnc all engrave their name hey there you go boom yeah. yep sex sells <laughs> Um, all right, let's finish this question from Thomas. All right, thank you, Thomas, from the past. I, I really can't believe you forgot just to send one voicemail, you moron. <laughs> okay, guys, 
I still have a new question for tonight. Have you stories about intruders in your shop? It could be a person as well as bugs or animals. To add more context, I have been working every single, every single, every night for a bit more than a week, uh, and I have to, and I have to keep the garage door slightly open because of my laser. And every single time, at least one hornet comes inside and swarms me. Uh, until I send it into another dimension with my crocs. Uh, I've, I've looked around my house and my neighborhoods and I just can't find any nest. So I think they must be looking for me or something. Yeah, and they're just, just finding their crocs mom. Uh, Are you worried about intruders? I, I don't, it, Foreign or domestic? Well, Andy, why don't you start? Are you worried about intruders? What's your setup like? Are you in a basement, garage? Warehouse now, um, like I've taken over my whole house. <laughs> Literally, you're still not off site. You're still on site at I'm, home. Yes, yes. Oh. Uh, so I started in my basement. I have a walkout basement, and I still have all that space. And then I um, took over the garage. So I'm in the basement and the garage, and I'm in the process of building a new shop in my backyard right now. How big? How big? It's 24 by 40. It's as big as it could fit back there. So concrete is supposed to go in next week. So (gasps) that's so exciting. Is this breaking news right here on AWP? Uh, or have you been talking about that? The building is. Yes. Yes, Dan, it is. It is. You heard it here first. You heard concrete next week. You heard it here first. Um, Um, So are you moving the whole operation in there or are you going to be? Oh, so you're. Yeah, so your house back to your wife. Exactly. <laughs> Something tells me the wife is like, you know, I'd like to have my house back. Get the yeah. French out of my yes. house. Yes. So Sorry I mean, this is this right here. I mean, I'm, I'm in the house, um, and this is the dog's room, uh, our old formal dining room. <laughs> oh, I've heard of staying at the dog house if you piss off your wife, but yeah. a room. Yeah. Right. It's nice. <laughs> so um, yeah. So we had our. Uh, uh, our, our our first kid two years ago now, and we're to the point where those different things are colliding. So the business mm-hmm. and the stuff and the kids stuff, um, you know, we need and the kids probably starting to get up and around yep. and in yep. everything. So, um, so this definitely isn't an an expansion. This is like, hey, I want my house to feel like a home and not <laughs> business headquarters. Yep. <laughs> Um, so yeah, literally, we're taking everything out of the house and putting it out there. I nice. love that. So, I love that so much. That is the dream. Have a big old fancy shop. So yeah, I'm I'm really excited. Uh, just like every construction project, um, it is uh, over the timeline and over budget. So <laughs> always, it's the story is always time. It is pantry what right about, now. What about you, Petey? You got any uh, intruder worries or problems? Bears? Well, so. <laughs> it, let's talk about intruders in the shop. Uh, I know he's talking about like wasps and stuff. We get uh, wolf spiders, Ooh. which are like oh, those are harmless. anywhere from like an they inch to like three inches. Yeah, but they're inside. really they big. Look like they're really three spooky. <laughs> Much spooky. Such boo. Um, so I like to just like take the leaf blower and just like blow it out of the shop if I can. Um, on occasion, I've been like, I'm done with you. I'm not. Whatever. Vacuum. Vacuum. 
whatever. Yeah, that's what no, you no know. no Crocs to another universe. No, I I feel bad. like I don't want to see it. Maybe sometimes. Yeah, there's been times. <laughs> uh, the thing is, when a bug is big enough where it crunches, it's a different ick factor. You know, it's it's, it's spooky. Yeah, yeah. But so I speaking of uh you know visitors or whatever, like I used to live in a neighborhood where like my garage faced a road. It was a somewhat busy road off of a highway and like when people drove by they saw my shop and i worked i had no ac or nothing like it was just wide open dan you can relate um i can relate so hard and like sometimes you'd have people drive by real slow for no rubber neck and real yes. slow like oh was i usually yell at those people that? just to freak you know out. so like who's the crazy guy and like you worry because like yeah. that's all your tools and everything and there's expensive stuff it's your in livelihood there. shoot even when i had like a quarter of the tools I had. No, I was like, no one's touching my Ryobi miter saw. You know, like, <laughs> <laughs> real proud of that boy because I paid for it in cash. Yes. Um, but like, you know, you you worry, you worry. And then uh, when we moved where we moved, uh, first of all, we're a lot more removed out of the, like the, the general area. We're out in the boonies a little bit. Dan can uh, contest that. So not only that, but like See. our, our uh, garage faces to the side so we face our neighbors our two oh that's nice face together so that's kind of nice i have like all our na- all the neighbors also we all know each other we all like each other uh we all chat with each other i have a rule of like my garage door is open come on by if i'm busy i'll kick you out but i love when people stop by like i, I now i invite it yeah. but it used to be you like kind of got like a organic neighborhood watch thing very much that's funny cool. story we go to uh the event at adrian's house we go to um why am I blanking on what it was? Hickory Homestead Hi- Creations. Yeah. Uh, friends Hickory on the Home- farm. Friends on a farm. Yeah. So Adrian from Hickory Homestead Creations, one of our friends, is throwing like an event every year. Just a bunch of bank- makers just get together. Like maker camp light. Right. I think that's just her her way of, of getting you guys to do all her farm. Yeah. Work yeah, yeah. That's exactly it. <laughs> so yeah. we we went out there and our friend Carmine with the van uh, came out and he left his car in a driveway. No less than Four neighbors reached out to us, said, hey, you got a car in your driveway with the lights on. <laughs> no, we had all the keys to like he took his keys by accident. He didn't leave them at the house. So like his battery just died, whatever. <laughs> but like neighbors reached out that same day and then like the next day and the next day. We're like, OK, we get it. Yes, we have. Thank you for letting us know. So it's really good to know that neighbors are going to look out. But it's always scary. Like, listen, we all deal with this. And we moved out of here. One of the things we did, we got a P.O. box so that yep. that's a return address. People don't know it. But I like I'm a registered business. People can find my address if they really want to. I'm not in yep. any illusion, but I just don't want to put it on every piece of packaging that I ship out. Hundreds of packages that go out of my house. Right. The return address is my P.O. <laughs> box. They're going to go see Dolores. You know, it's going <laughs> right. to be great. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Pete, you look different. I, look different. I still need to do that. I, I'm still putting on my home address on all the packages I sent, sent out of here. I'm I'm probably a little too trusting. We'll talk about that, Dan. So what about you? Uh, I have had people stop by uninvited. That was an awkward experience <laughs> uh, because I am easy to find. Just like Pete, I'm a business and I put all my addresses yeah. on. I, people just find me, uh, which is great, I guess. Uh, but speaking about intruders of like the, the animal kingdom kind, uh, I've, I've had a few snakes in my mm. shop. Like a haven't had a snake ago, yet. I had a giant black rat snake in my shop. This thing must've been five feet. No long. way. And I've had one in my basement before. That was fun. I put it on the stories. He, he came out from under the stairs 
uh, between my garage and my house. And I tried to get a video of him and everything, but he turned around and went back under the house. And I was like, oh, damn, this thing was massive. And does he, does he live in a raccoon a sex dungeon? <laughs> no. I think Dan has a raccoon sex house. dungeon. It's a long story. I do. It's, it's right here. Yeah, that's another story for <laughs> All right. Time. All right. You got to be a patron. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I I blocked off off the uh, the entryway of where he got in, hoping that he would find another way out. And I think he died there for reasons. Uh, we won't get into that. Uh, and th- that was a couple weeks ago. And then uh, just two days ago, I come out in the morning. I open the garage doors like I always do, and a freaking snake's fo- a snake falls oh, from the garage my. doors onto my oh, workbench. Oh my goodness! And it was a it was a a little bull snake about like this. It's about ten inches tall, or tall, long, wide. That's a tall snake. I'm, it's the width. I'm scrambling, <laughs> scrambling, trying to get my phone and capture this snake before it gets out of the because everything the is content. I, I want to get a video of it and. Do all this stuff and like I fumbled the phone and dropped the phone and it cracked the back of the case and I didn't get no, no content out of it. I was super bummed. The snake got away. So what a bummer! Oh my god. Jeez. Yeah, that's the intruders I've been dealing with yep. lately. Snakes, I didn't mention that, snakes. but we get bears out in our area. Mm. Yes, you yeah, do. That's so why I, I don't. Bears. I tend to not work with my garage door open, wide open, uh, like all the time, mm-hmm. and like late into the night. But sometimes I do, and I'm like, let's mm, roll the dice. Bear maze. Mm. Bear maze. Just make a lot. I just turn on a dust collector. It'll scare him away. Right. <laughs> Shoot him with the bugger. Yeah, exactly. So, Dan, <laughs> uh, we had some written in questions for the pre-show. Um, There's a couple good ones. A couple throwaways. Yeah. And you know who you are. Uh, well, <laughs> we're going to give it to Toma again. Uh, he had a, a question in the pre-show. A real quick question for Andy. And he wants to know, I know, I know you do a lot of work with the Avid. Yes. How do you feel about the Avid CNC? Is it any good? Yeah. So <clears throat> I. Are you going to ruin any relationships? Here? No, 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 uh, no, no relationships will be ruined. Um, but uh, I love it. So my honest opinion about it is that it punches way above its price point um, as far Ooh, as okay. um, performance. Review right there. Yeah. As far as performance goes. Now, the way that they do that, um, again, this is just my opinion. The way they do that is it you have to assemble it. Um, yes. Which, if anybody knows me, I'm not a fan of assemb- like assembling something that someone else built <laughs> or designed. Like, that's just, it's not, that's not enjoyable to me. I don't want to do the thing that I make people do. Nor me. <laughs> right. So, I can see how, how you know, that would, um, speaking of intruders, I got a fly flying around my head. Where's Tomas? Uh, uh, you I need, need a croc, a French oh, croc. French croc. I got one of those zapper Ooh, tennis that would be cool. things. Yeah, those are great. Those are Very cool. satisfying. Yeah. So the Avid, honestly, um, I think it's uh, it's yeah. That's my opinion on it. it. It punches above its above its weight class, like as far as cost, like value goes. So excellent, um, Malcolm. Has a question from Bossa Nova Woodworks. He says, Andy, you seem like you really put some time and effort into storytelling in your content. Can you speak a bit about the effort and preparation you put into that and why that matters? Yeah. So I think we talked a little bit about um, the effort. We did. We went into the. Yeah. YouTube the effort. Like. Scheduling like and stuff. 
Um, but I will speak about why it's why I believe it's important. Um, so knowledge, like sharing knowledge, uh, uh, or even projects on YouTube, um, are like without a story or without, um, you know, like, like my personality in it doesn't separate it from anybody else's content. So like if we all just made like, I know cutting boards is a bad example, but if we all just made cutting boards, like how are people going to connect with like with that? You know, so I I think um, for me, it's important to put my story, uh, my experiences, um, things that I've actually done or um, uh, uh, have experienced, whether it's business, whether it's personal. I just did a video, which I was really proud of the video and YouTube wasn't. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, way to put it. <laughs> uh, it it happens like you know i was on a streak like i was i was i was doing really i was really pleased with youtube um this summer uh, just for consistency and then like they just like like jimmy dressa says they just like turned off the spigot They're like nope sorry you're done yeah <laughs> we're but, done yeah. with this one yeah Hope you enjoyed the ride. <laughs> Not enough feet. Yeah, sucker. right. And that, honestly, if anybody's listening, that is why it's super important to build your own products around your YouTube channel because sponsorships and views, they all come and go. So, anyways. Yep. They could just go right. away. Yes. Like that. Smart. Uh, so, but anyways, I made a video about um, a fishing trip I went on and the the I drew co- like a correlation between fishing and running a business. I thought it was like master class, like, oh, this is so good. This is people are gonna connect with this. <laughs> like, no. Bombed. No, just bombed. So uh, you never know bomb. what's gonna pop off. Hey, you just never know. But anyway, so I, I think it's important. One, um people relate to stories, right? They can re- it, it makes you relatable. Absolutely. Uh, people uh and some people I think it's easy to get caught in. I hey, I want to relate to everybody, and I want to be, um, like, I don't want to share my story because so then some people that watch my content might not relate to it, and then they don't watch my content. Again, it's that niching down thing, but like that connection that you're making with people, like you're not designed to like attract, you know, the eight billion people that are in the world, right? Like, yeah, like you don't need that. So numbers aren't a big. I mean, numbers are a big deal. Don't get me wrong, but it's the quality of those relationships. And I just try to be authentic and try to share my stories to to connect with people, and um, and yeah, just draw, just authentic authenticity. So I love that quality yeah. over quantity. Yeah, love it. But if you can do quality right, so- and quantity, you're good. That's too much work. I'm just gonna do one. <laughs> you're you're gonna be a billionaire. <laughs> uh, so uh, so Brayton over at Little Bug Woodworking. He uh, he asked uh, Andy, "Hey, if uh, hey, nepotism, <laughs> Andy, if you were starting your business over from scratch, what would you do differently? Not do maybe do sooner? Anything at all? Uh, this one's a tough one, really. That's a tough it one. Is. Um, and not that I don't want to share. It's just like there's so much. Where do I start? Um, so." <laughs> I would say uh, I would trust my gut more. Um, there's been some things where 
some decisions that I have made that I should have made a long time ago. And the only reason I didn't is just because of just human, just hesitation, second guessing myself. Um, right. But I think we've yeah, all we've all been there, and I think. I mean, as long as you do your due diligence, um, trusting your gut, like, you know, like pivoting, even though, uh, you know. And what our old co-host used to say, always bet on yourself. Oh, a hundred percent. I think, um, I think that's, I think it's fantastic. I, so when my day job went, uh, ended up going poorly and it wasn't because of my performance. Um, it was I was actually a local government employee, and they decided to contract out my job, um, and oh. and several other people's jobs just because of bureaucracy stuff. Um, but when that stuff was going poorly, uh, and then and I went full time, I learned a valuable lesson there that I think has served me well. Is I would bet on myself any day. Uh, and I would rather bet on myself any day of the week over um, betting on someone else to do something for me. Um, and so that I, I say the same thing all the time. Like I, I'm willing to bet on myself. Like I will figure it out. And um, I think you have to, uh, I might, I don't have all the answers. Uh, and I don't know everything, but I, I'll figure it out. And I think I think that served me well. I think, um, yeah, just being willing to start sloppy and share that uh, is is very relatable to people. Um, and I, I love that start yeah. sloppy, not like messy or whatever. Start yeah. sloppy. Yeah, just start start. I, I mean, st- sloppy seconds. Sloppy seconds, and you know, but be committed to getting better. Um, yeah, and improving, right? And and learning from your mistakes, like failing forward. I think that's something else I tell myself all the time. Uh, and fa- I heard this quote the other day. I really wish I could give uh, credit. <sighs> Michael Scott. Let's go, Michael, Michael Scott. Scott. Um, and I, I don't, I forgot where I, I saw it. Um, but it was, um. Failure is just research to start again. I like that. Oh, that's isn't that Michael awesome? Scott. Yeah, that was definitely Michael. It was definitely Michael Scott. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, I, I, I think that I, I would have trusted myself even more if I was to do it over again. Um, and then another thing, I know I've had um, wild success on YouTube compared to like most people. Um, and I'm very fortunate with that, but, uh, I think I would have been even more successful on YouTube if I would have figured out, and I, and I know this is part of the process, but if I would have started YouTube with CNC content, think about how much further I'd be along, like, like I would be so much further along. And so, uh, you know, I see all these people, um, start YouTube channels and that is critical. Like if you... When you start building an audience, um, if you can, start building the audience that you want to build. Uh, because if you – and it's very common for people to start someplace and then kind of pivot a lot to get into like kind of their niche eventually. But what happens, it really kills your YouTube growth. Um, and I really think like why Lincoln Street 
is so successful with his with his YouTube stuff. He's it, so surgical with it. He's so surgical, and he stu- he did research. He I heard him say this before. He did months of research before <laughs> he ever posted one video, and so he got laser focused on the direction that he was going, uh, and so he had that momentum from the beginning. Because what what happens with YouTube is, um. The way I understand it, <laughs> take that for what it's worth. Uh, you know, so I release a video. They're going to show that to the people first, to the people that are most likely going to watch that video, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and then they're going to take the data that they collect from those people and determine where they're going to serve that up next. And so, like, if your immediate audience doesn't respond well to a video you post, there that video will, will, is very unlikely to be shown to anybody else. So what happens is what happened to me is like I built an audience, a small audience on DIY stuff. And so I talk about my 8 million view video. We talked about that in the um, the pre-show. Um, talked about the, the DIY stairs. And although that is woodworking, it has nothing to do with CNC business. And so what that video did is it brought me 20,000 subscribers. That's how many subscribers I've gotten from that video. Uh, 20,000 subscribers from that video of my 90. They don't. They could care less what I talk about on a daily basis now. Yeah, they're just flyby yep. subscribers, right? And so, like, it's they're good way to put it. they're actually doing me more harm than good. Um, yep. So, you want my, you want me to send them a strongly worded yeah. email? Can you please <laughs> please do that? Please do that. It's one service I provide. <laughs> so, <clears throat> hey, you need to get lost. So, doing if if I could have, uh, you know, if you what I would say is is if you can. There's multiple ways to do it, but if you can know uh, and do and take the time to do that research ahead of time and kind of hit the ground running and stay going that direction rather than going like I did. I went horizontal a bunch rather than just going vertical. Um, I lost a lot of momentum that way. Right. Uh, and so, yeah, so I, I would have done that differently, but. But you know, hindsight's twenty twenty, and you're in oh, a pretty good place. I love where I'm at. I I I wouldn't. Yeah. I wouldn't change. I know. I really wouldn't change anything. I just look at like, oh yeah, I could have done that better. Now I know for next time. You know, like if I ever exactly. start another YouTube channel, or I share it, and if anybody else is going to start a YouTube channel, then then they can do better. You know, all about learning from the mistakes. Yeah, I for love sure. it. Right on, and right on. That was good info. Um. That's awesome. Uh, do, do we have any other questions, Dan? Uh, no, but we do need to talk about <gasps> a code phrase. Oh, I, I hope I win. Oh, I want to go <laughs> Look, this year. As we talked about at the beginning of the show, we are giving away two tickets to this year's Maker Camp up Woo! in the Catskill Mountains in, of East Durham, New York. And uh, like I said, we're going to give you a code phrase. You're going to send that to awpgiveaway at gmail.com. And this episode's code phrase is bird brain bird brain <laughs> bird brain because i loved it when pete said it and it, you know, this is a bird themed podcast this week bird brain so send that to us in an email over at awp giveaway at gmail.com get yourself entered into the maker camp ticket giveaway also be sure to go over to our ig account another woodshop podcast and get entered in the pinned reel that is on our profile and read it is, the description. It is <laughs> <laughs> read the description 
and uh, get entered over there. Tag a friend. Thank you to Maker Camp for sponsoring this episode and a couple episodes more. Love it. So excited. And Andy, thank you so much for joining us. This is awesome. It was great to hear. It's been great. Someone else that's like in like manu- the manufacturing space. Cause why like the hell didn't we do this? That's why I, I love calling it small scale manufacturing. Cause we're, yeah. we're little tiny factories in our houses. And yes. we, we like, we do production work. We do what 20 years ago was done by like factories. Yes. Right. Like yeah. people couldn't do. It's so, weird how far along that is. Oh my going, God. It's it? insane. Yeah. And the fact that we, we mix so many different like machinery, like lasers now, CNC, all that stuff. It was really cool to see from your perspective. I feel like you've been in it. Um, Guys, what? We're living in the, we're, we're in the, the future. future. Tomorrow is yesterday's today. There you go. I don't, I don't know if that actually Let's do go. the math thing. That might work when the podcast yeah. is released. Let's so, go for it. Again, thank you so much for dropping all your knowledge, sharing. Man, I love sharing. I lo- thank you guys so much for having me. It's so awesome. Yeah, that's good. If you don't follow Andy, do so. Go hit him up on IG. Go over on YouTube, on TikTok. Follow him on, on YouTube. Facebook. Grinder. I don't know. OnlyFans. YouTube. YouTube's the big one. Follow <laughs> him there. Go check out his website and his course. Uh, and everything else he offers there because he's got a lot All of cool stuff on there. All those links are in the bio. Not the bio. The, oh, the show notes. <laughs> Sweet. And yeah, I, I love it. Uh, I always say like literally what I do on a daily basis or what we do on a daily basis, you know, um, like what literally wasn't possible 10 years ago. Yeah. Like yeah. 10 years I ago. This technology. Yeah. 10 years ago, <laughs> like the Shapeoko, like they're, if you go back and look at it, and they're not – I'm not saying they're the first ones, but, like, they were using a Dremel as the spindle. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. We have wow. leapfrogged so much. Oh, it is unbelievable. We unbelievable. So, I love it. Really cool to see the journey through your eyes and, and everything. So thank you again for joining us. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Uh, make sure to tune in next week for the pre-show. We're going to be giving away code phrase for the final One more bonus entry week for the maker camp ticket and again like dan said check out our our posts next week's guest is gonna be josh hescott we're super excited for that and uh we'll see you all next week love you all bye bye dan dan you got someone else one more thing Petey. hey if you want to support this nonsense you can go over to patreon.com slash another woodshop podcast and join the met army over there we greatly appreciate tears ready for you any support you can give would be great even if you can't help us out financially, if you just share the show and your stories, tell your grandma about it at dinner, whatever, everything else. Yes, do it. Love it. Now we can do yes, it. Yes, go do it. All right. Thank you so much. Uh, love you all. We'll see you all next week. Bye, bye, bye. Bye. Love you a long time. See you. Later, bye. Oh, have you not heard? It was my understanding that everyone had heard. Heard what? Brian, don't! Oh, well, a bird, bird, bird. The birds are well, a bird, bird, bird. The birds are well, a bird, bird, bird.